Something going on around the islands Money flowing wherever I've been promised Just another vacuum in the tropics Taking over, trying to stop this novice Make it kill it, I'm finna conquer I'm a dreamer, the floor is lava Something going on around the islands Straight fire when we vibing, promise hey, what is up? Call to Arms podcast is back! New studio, same team, um, same good stuff, hopefully even better stuff. We're so excited to be back. We are kicking things off. Our comeback comes straight from the NBA Finals. It's a little bit of a finals flashback as we get ready to take on the new NBA season. We're taking one last look at the season that was our friends from AXA sent us to Boston for Game 3 and Game 4 of the NBA Finals as, you know, a way for all of us, not just myself, but everyone who's listening to this, to experience what it's like being at the NBA Finals. I've been to NBA All-Star Games before. I've been to preseason games before, regular season games before. I'd never, ever, ever been to the NBA Finals. And to see Steph Curry go off in Game 4 and to see a raucous just volatile game three crowd in boston was something else it was an experience i will never forget i will always treasure and i'll always be so thankful to our friends from axa for making possible plus the fact they flew as business so that was an extra bonus but yeah to hashtag keep wellness going i encourage everybody to listen to the rest of this episode and take some great, great advice from uh, the two people that we spoke to. We have an OG and we have a rookie, not just a rookie, the rookie of the year from last season. That's how we're starting off a brand new season of the podcast. That's how we're kicking off our finals flashback. This one was recorded in Boston um, with the rookie of the year, with the Toronto Raptors' main uh, cog of the future as presented by our friends from AXA here is our conversation with the one and only Scotty Barnes enjoy Scotty B first of all thanks for making time for us we appreciate you seeing us here in Boston I'm surprised you're not carrying the trophy around with you just excited to be here I'm just enjoying it I would have that trophy around with me at all times anytime going to the cafe, going to the gym, just holding it, telling people about it. What's your experience been ever since you won the award? Um, you know, they presented to me in front of the crowd at home uh, during a playoff game. Uh, and now I just have it stored up in the house. It's stored up in the house in a great safe spot. At, at what point in the season did you start thinking, did you change your thinking from, hey, I might win it, to, oh, it's in the back? Really, I didn't. I didn't really worry about it till after All Star break. We played like a good eight games at the All Star break, and then I was like, okay, you can really win this. And then it's, it just fell into my hands. And 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 what a what a class to to win it with too. Class, I mean, does, does it make it a little more special when when you look across your class and you go, oh, that guy could have won it. That guy could have won it. Any other year, that guy is worthy to do it. But I bested him this year, and you know, it's it's my award. It's in my safe spot forever. Uh, yeah, of course. It was it was a good class, uh, but you know, I I played. I felt like I played really well. Uh, I really deserved it uh, from multiple aspects of me throughout the game. 
Uh, me doing what I do on the floor and then the impact I had on winning was, I feel like I deserved it. Now, the, the Toronto Raptors, they're very near and dear to so many people watching this in, in, in the Philippines and mm. who are from the Philippines. I, I you know, I, I told you, you might not know it yet, but you already have 10 Filipino friends in Toronto. Mm. You ju they just haven't gone out and told you that, the, that they're Filipino, but it, it's such a unique and diverse fan base uh, that, that you have over there in, in Toronto and it's mm -hmm. reflected in your team as well different backgrounds different levels of experience you have guys with rings on there you have young people like yourself what do we when we think about the Raptors two three five years from now especially after a stellar rookie year that you have what can, what can, what can we expect from Toronto uh, to be back on the top for sure uh, for like it's already on the uprising uh, I feel like this year was just a start, um, but we're still developing and just, we're, we're still developing as a team, getting to know each other, uh, but we're, we'll be back on the top soon. And you know, there's there's a championship culture now mm -hmm. with, with the Raptors after the chip that they won uh, a, a few years ago. Is, is that something that you felt when you when you joined that organization that that's now the, the standard that they hold themselves to? Uh, for sure. Uh, that was the first thing that they talked to me about when I first got there. Uh, like I was saying, uh, when me and Masai had our first conversation, winning was mentioned like 150 times, <laughs> nonstop, winning, winning, winning. Uh, so that's the expectation that we hold ourselves to, and we hold ourselves to that as players as well. We're on the floor uh, to hold each other accountable and expect to win every time we step on the floor or somewhere. Now, the, the stage that we're at right now in Boston, the NBA Finals, mm -hmm. that's where your Raptors want to return to. That's where you want to help bring this Toronto team. There's a video that went viral a couple of, a couple of days ago when the Celtics clinched the East title. Mm -hmm. Sorry to keep bringing up that the Celtics clinched the East title. But it was of Jalen Brown when he was an incoming rookie and he was in the NBA Finals, and he was telling himself, I'm going to be here one day, you know, I'm going to play here. I'm Jalen Brown, California Berkeley, right up the street. One day I'll be here in this final. Yeah, right now I got like an adrenaline rush. Like I'm watching Steph Curry warm up, I'm watching Andre Iguodala warm up. Right now I feel kind of excited and ready to go, but the draft is right around the corner and I'll have my chance. Um, it, are you maybe having some of those moments now, being up close, you know, in a city where a finals is being played? Um, and, you know, is that something that, you know, you're, you're sensing a little bit of fire in you going, oh, yeah, it's cool to watch this, cool to do interviews <laughs> during finals week, but I'd rather be playing? Oh, for sure. Uh, I feel like that's, that's the, I feel like my whole life I've been winning. Uh, I've always been winning when I was playing basketball. Uh, so I feel like myself and I feel like I'll be there one day with this team. Uh, just getting back to that top level. Uh, I feel like I'll be there soon for sure. Uh, I wanna. I feel like watching it on TV, the playoffs and all that's been going on throughout the playoffs to the NBA Finals, it's been very motivating. Uh, I'm ready to get back on the floor and just play. Uh, so I, I, could, I, I see myself going to the top for sure. Yeah, I, I brought that up to be honest with you, to see how physically you'd react to it. And your entire posture just changed. You started getting ready to stretch. Mm -hmm. You see, you, I, I, I saw you kind of Eager loosen up a again. little bit. Eager yeah, to play like, again. Everybody, let's make sure Scotty doesn't go and run off to the gym. Mm -hmm. But what, what has been your, quote unquote, off season 
been like? Because it, it, it seems as if, if I talk a little smack to you right now, you're gonna drag me to the gym <laughs> and just post me up 20 straight times. Uh, off season, really, uh, really just been working out, grinding, uh, working on different shot making moves, getting into a different, trying to just extend my back, get it deeper. Um, and really just catching up with a lot of friends and family that throughout the season, you don't really just get as much time to hang out with them as much. So just catching up with family and just working out, really. So after you go high in the NBA draft, after you have the year that you that you had, which was a spectacular rookie season, after you win rookie of the year, do you now have more friends and family than from before you got drafted? Nah, nah, <laughs> nah. The nah, circle's still tight? I still got some more family because the, the Raptors family, those are my family too, but I wouldn't say not that much. Uh, I really still talk to the same people. Uh, every day, uh, those are the people that I really just stick with. Plus the Filipino fans mm -hmm. in, in, in Toronto. All, all the fans are family as well. You, you make that mistake though, and you befriend one Filipino in Toronto, before you know it, you're at a house party mm -hmm. with 200 titos and titas mm -hmm. there. That means aunt and uncle in Filipino, and everyone's gonna claim you as your nephew. I think we already do, because if you play where for the Warriors, you, you start getting messages from Filipinos in Canada going, mm -hmm. Scotty, yeah, no, I know him. His friend, who's the friend of this guy, is, is my nephew, mm -hmm. so he's family. So, we'll get you your Filipino passport. I think that counts. Mm -hmm. I think that's enough to make you 116th Filipino. So welcome, uh, welcome uh, to the country, wanna, Scotty. I'll definitely visit one day. Yeah. I wanna visit. Yeah, you should, you uh, should. And, and, and when you visit, make sure you, you, you get out to the ocean, you get out to the beach, relax a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, after that, the great thing about the Philippines is you turn and every 200 meters or so there's a basketball court for someone for you to dunk on. Oh, for us? someone whose shot you, you can block emphatically the way you do in the NBA. Um, before I let you go, we appreciate this time that you're, that you're taking with us. Thanks for you, having me. You, you have a lot of new fans who are growing with you who you know are inspired by by your journey and the journey of the toronto raptors as i said huge filipino fan base over there in canada but also in the philippines as well you know i'd, I'd love for you to maybe take a moment to talk to all the young and old filipino fans out there who are claiming you as their relative now mm -hmm. um because you spoke to one filipino uh and you know maybe just maybe just share a message to them and um you know for all the support that they send your way and the raptors way uh thanks for the support um we need you guys um you guys help us out much more than you think uh, appreciate you uh Uncles and aunties. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. The Rookie of the Year, ladies and gentlemen. This has been another special edition of the Republic of brought to you by AXA, who keep wellness going. The one, the only, Toronto Raptor, Scotty Barnes. Scotty B, thanks a lot. Thank appreciate you. it, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you. Scotty B, appreciate you. Good, sir. An incredible time talking to him. Such a refreshing point of view of, of basketball, of his own assessment of his career, what he's accomplished so far, and everything that he wants to accomplish moving forward. Needless to say, giant, giant, giant Scotty Barnes fan now moving forward and always. Not to mention, it's, it's always so, so jarring when you meet someone and you can tell like from their mannerisms, from you know, from the way they carry themselves, that they're so young, they're so they're so pure, right? And you know, just the age just shines through. And then they get up and they're like, "Are you like you're legitimately like six foot ten?" Um, 
it's uh, <laughs> it's always an experience. Um, but yeah, thanks to Scotty Barnes. We appreciate him taking the time to talk to us. Thanks to our friends from the NBA for hooking up that conversation. And this next conversation, of course, all still brought to us by our friends from AXA. Hashtag keep wellness going with AXA. They flew us out to Boston for the NBA Finals for a whole lot of things, but it included speaking to Scotty Barnes and speaking to the one and only one half of the knuckleheads. Pump your fists onto your temples one time for Q Rich. Here's our conversation with Quentin Richardson. We have the one, the only, the knucklehead OG himself. Q Rich is in the building. Thank you very much for making time, Q. We, We appreciate it. First off, I just want to tell everyone who's watching this right now, I want you to explain our very, very deep, long-time friendship between the two of us because you and Jamal Crawford did an alternate broadcast um, for an NBA game. And the first one you did, you guys were reading out tweets from everyone all around the world. And you read my tweet out. Word. And from that point on, I had started telling people that we we were friends. And people kind of believe it. And I'm about to post a photo now of you and me sitting next to each other. So uh, if you could just go along with that right now, I'd really man, appreciate with it. Man, man. Just, you know, when you see it, it's like Ma has stepped out of the room, but we all tight like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, you, know there you go. We all tight like that. <laughs> but you had some really nice words to say, though. I want to start there. You had some really nice words. Because in my tweet, I said, shout out from Manila. Uh, and put the Philippine flag out there. And both you and Ma had really nice things to say about how much Filipino fans love basketball. Um sure. What's your experience been around maybe if it's online? Uh, I'm, I'm sure when you guys look at your listeners uh, on your incredible podcast, you see a whole chunk of, of uh, yeah. an audience from the Philippines there as well. I mean, it just speaks to how much the game has grown. And I mean, like, you know, me and Ma, we, we feel like we, we are people that, that want to help grow the game and things like that from, from being former players. And um, we, we, we love the excitement from everybody, man. Like, every time we see anybody from another country, from somewhere else, we just, it's just crazy to us because we know how we started with the ball and we know all the places it's taken mm. us, different countries we've seen and different experiences we've had. So I love to see people, you know, learning different different cultures, learning and growing to love basketball and the love for it is, is, is becoming huge like that. And, and w- w- the reason why I think that you're so special if I could gas you up a little bit, is because (laughs) you found this very authentic way of talking about basketball in such a way that it doesn't it doesn't stoop down and talk down upon people. You use jargon language that NBA players use, but at the same time, make it super relatable for very unathletic me to sit back, hear you talk about the game, and feel like okay like i feel like i'm in the inner circle a little bit here but at the same time you're so natural with it the conversation is so unfiltered is that something that you're conscious of or is that just something that you know is just so natural to you it's it's i think it's natural because that's literally what i do every day right even if the you know when the cameras before i started being an analyst or started doing a podcast i watch every game every day like, you know, I'm doing the national games on, watching them. When the, the NBA League pass games on, watching them. When college games on, I watch them. When the WNBA is on, I watch them. I watch basketball all day long. I sit with my friends and we talk about it. So for me to sit there 
and do hooper vision and sit there with Maul or, or somebody who's a genius at the game like that, it's it's literally natural. And I mean, when you put me beside a friend, somebody who mm. I got a relationship with like that. Like now, us? Yeah, like <laughs> that. Then you gonna feel like like the viewer really gonna feel like, oh, well, I'm, I'm chilling in their living right. room with them. Like that's really where you get that from because we got that that comfort with each other where we know each other and we, we've we literally done this without cameras. We right. sat here and watched games and talked about it so you really seeing a real thing. It's not like, all right, when we get off, it's like take this mask off and we become, no, I walk right from the from the NBA hoop vision and I walk to my patio and watch the next game and do the same thing. Right. Like literally. <laughs> and, 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 and I think that's what's so special about the conversation around basketball these days, right? Because. It, it, it's it's come to a point now where everyone's part of the conversation. Everyone has, you know, something to say. And, and when we hear what your perspective is, and, and, and that's why, you know, over, over at Knuckleheads, I love how you guys start each pod. It makes every guest, this is a little nerdy and geeky, you know, broadcast talk, but it makes every guest so comfortable mm-hmm. right away Ice when break. you ask them, you know, hey, who was the first person to just hand you the business? Um, and it's always a different answer each time. And it, and it gets you guys rolling. And and I know you've asked that question, that question's been asked back to you uh, a number of times, but I was always curious if anyone had asked you who the last person was to hand you business, to bust you up before you hung it up. And you were like, all right, okay, maybe, maybe it's time for career number two. That's a good question. I would have to think about it. You know what? <laughs> It might have been like it might have been like KD because I remember mm. we had him on the pod a few times and I just always say to him because you know I, I try and use my power and stuff but it was like if he get here and jump everything is over right. like once he gets here and he jumps I'm at his waist right and my arms ain't long enough to be up there <laughs> where his arms are so it's really a cheat code but like yeah like KD. I ain't had to worry about running up on Steph or none of them guards. I was fouling hard back then, so I ain't had to do that. But like probably like somebody like 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 that, like KD or maybe like a Melo or something like that. But I, I can't even remember. I, I I might be on my teaspoon stuff and say nobody. <laughs> there you go. There. Like I went nobody. I went damn out. That. Nobody handed me yeah, the business. Damn that. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if uh, you're aware of the the cultural impact of the headbands and the double fists in the head. I know that you probably have an idea of it here in the United States, mm-hmm. but let, you had me five foot five playing <laughs> high school basketball, throwing up one-handed floaters from the free throw line, making it, running down the court doing this as if I just did a two-handed dunk. It, it was obscene how much we were doing that um, over in the Philippines. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure you understand what you did to I, I, a whole it, generation of kids. Yeah, I don't. I mean, me and D Miles literally, we talk about it. Like, I can, last year we went back to the Clippers, brought us back. And, you know, it was like, I forget, whatever anniversary they was doing a celebration, it was going through the eras. You know, we watching, we at the game, and they got the big screen going. We watching. And when they showed our era, like, now playing in that era and playing on our team, you couldn't have told anybody that was part of that team and on that team that it wasn't Lamar Odom and Elton Brand's team. Right. When they did the montage, they showed me and Darius. It was all of this. And like, that was like, I remember going out after the after that game, we going to eat and everything. We sitting there like, bruh. Like they put us up there, like like we were the era. Like, like 
like that's not what we experienced when we was here, but that speaks to what you're saying. Like my mind was blown even to find out full circle that like, wow, like now there's all this social media, you see clips of LeBron doing this and just so many people that you had. Like, yeah, we saw, I saw Nate Robinson when he played for Washington because we were on the West Coast. Right. And so I saw that on a highlight at some point, but like to know that we were impacting so many different players that I would come to meet or play with. They're like, man, we used to do this with you. I'm sitting here like, all right, you made me feel old. But it's like, yeah, like, mind blown that it was that many people really out there doing it and still had a connection to it 20 some years later when we came back with the podcast right. and everybody knew immediately what it was and was referencing it. That was like, that was mind blowing to us. Yeah, I mean, there's the game, there's the stats, which, hey, that's where, that's where like, great players live. Mm-hmm. And then there's the culture um, of it. And then there's the marriage of both, which is, I think, what that represented. Um, you know, it, it's nice that, you know, s- since you're repping the, the jump man here, because you guys were in Jordan commercials. Yeah. Um, you guys were in, I grew up a Laker fan. I was born in Arcadia, LA, all the way. And let me tell you, it was it was a conflict growing up. I was like, am I a Clipper fan now? I was like, uh, hey, Dad, like, can I be both? Like, I don't know the rules here. Like, I don't know the rules. Can I be? They're both from LA. Does that mean they're both my teams? Because none of the Lakers do this. Right, right. Yeah, none of them. See, for me, the thing that's cool about that, like, even like when we had a Demar Derozan or uh, Paul George on our right. show, they love the Clippers. That doesn't mean that they didn't know it, what it was because right. the Lakers was in the midst of winning a three-peat. Right. While we were over here carving out a little piece of L.A. for us, it was like the little, but like even we remember everything. Like, just like you said, the Lakers were the champions. The Lakers weren't in the streets. We were in the streets. Right. That's why you say the culture, like our whole team, none of us were married or none of that. Everybody was married. We was in the club. We were touching. <laughs> we were at the malls. We were at high school games, college games. You could see, feel, touch us. Like Kobe was was Kobe. Shaq was Shaq. They were like you they were like mystical beings. Like we weren't. We were walking around like everyday human beings. You could catch us in champs at the mall, posting <laughs> up, getting haircuts in the mall, whatever. Like dead series at Fox Hills chilling like what's happening. Like you could see us at West at high school game. You ain't gotta pay. You just come in and see us sitting there like what's up? Like we were really we were out there. Clubs, once we found out, you know, who would let the underage guys in, we found our way up in there too. <laughs> and 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 it's kind of crazy, right? Because you talk about being with people. You talk about not kind of walking around with that type of celebrity. And then decades later, you realize, hey, across the ocean, a 30-plus hour flight away in the Philippines. You understand there is a shortage of headbands in the Philippines because, one, what's a Filipino kid going to do with a headband aside from try to look cool? It serves us no practical purpose. I was like 13 <laughs> years old with a full-on Terry headband, uh, had one in every color, and, <laughs> and then everybody doing this after free throws because none of us could dunk. Right. <laughs> I make one good entry pass to my one big man who was five foot nine, and I was like, that's Coach, you crazy. see that? Coach, that's you see that? Crazy. That was a great assist. Uh, it, and that's the other thing you said, Jet. We, I feel like Jet was Jason Terry was a huge part of the headband movie yeah. too. Like we used to always say that, like nobody else ain't rocking a headband like <laughs> us. Like we could, like you got to think about when we first came to NBA. Like I literally truly believe this that we made it. Us and a few of the other people who were wearing a headband like us, we made David Stern look around and say, "Wait a minute, 
Because we were wearing Jordan headbands. Right. That's what people don't realize. When we first came in, it was not all of this NBA li- licensing. They didn't, we could wear Jordan socks. We could wear Jordan wristbands, headbands, everything. Get numbers on our wristband. We were doing all of that. After David Stern saw what was going on, like you said, he saw kids start to wear headbands. Like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This was going on? Jordan, Nike, Adidas, y'all can't supply y'all players with the headbands anymore. We about to put an NBA stamp on that, and that's that. Then they put them joints in the store, and the rest is, is millions and millions of dollars. It's a culture. You, you, you have any idea how many times I went up to my grandmother who could sew, and I'd be like, uh, yeah, could, could, could you sew? This is what the Jordan logo looks like. <laughs> Can you sew it onto this? And she was like, you know I sew with my hands, right? She's like, no, I can't do that. And I was like, you said you could sew, though. I mean, how come you can't do this? Um, Q Rich, before we let you go, as I said, you got a whole lot of fans uh, in the Philippines. You raise a whole generation of basketball right. players and fans who are watching this right now, and a whole lot of their their parents who are now watching this and finally starting to understand, oh, that's why my kid was doing that at right, like grade right. school games. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if, if you have a parting shot to everybody in, in Manila and the rest of the Philippines, that'd be great. Yeah, man, to everybody out there, man, on behalf of myself and Darius, I, I, I wasn't aware of how hard y'all was <laughs> rocking with us, but truly, truly, we appreciate you guys, and um, I would love to come out there and see y'all and, and, and interact with y'all, but uh, to all the kids that's coming up trying to play ball and, and, and want to have that NBA dream, man, keep working hard, keep going, and keep working, and you never know, the dream could be yours, and to the parents of those kids that was being bugged because of us, <laughs> I wholeheartedly apologize <laughs> to you guys, too, but thank you for the support, and we got as much love for y'all as y'all got for us. No, no, don't apologize because uh, it, it, it got kids like me to be here right now talking to legends like you. It's much appreciated. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, Q Rich, Quentin Richardson here on the Republica Hub. I appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot to Q Rich. Thanks a lot to our friends from the NBA. Thanks a lot to our friends from AXA who made this entire, entire thing possible it is with great appreciation um that we look back at the finals that was and what a finals it was and start looking forward to the coming nba season and everything else that's happening in basketball and pop culture as the podcast now kicks into full gear once again i greatly appreciate you guys coming back to support and if you're listening all the way here up until the very end that means Hey, you are a true homie. We appreciate you. And by we, I mean the man who makes every episode of the Call to Arms podcast possible. It is produced, as always, by the amigo Toby from HR. Original art is by Alan Martin. And our theme music is Tropical Vikings by Careless Music Manila. My name is Nico Ramos. This is the comeback episode of the Call to Arms pod. We'll see you guys again very soon. Be safe. Bye-bye. I want a million lives. I want a billion profits when all that I got is a villainous mind. I keep a real in the pocket while you hear the venomous lies. I do not speak like a prophet because I got a million styles. Let's see what's really inside. Pulling over in the whip. Flying out another